I'll catch this bird for you, but it ain't going to be easy. This is AC Primetime Radio. It's the Fish Jersey Shore podcast for the week of April 7th, 2017. If you want to fish, you come to New Jersey. It is the second largest industry in the state. I don't bring back the tourists. I don't put all your businesses on a paying basis. You want to stay alive and ante up? You want to play it cheap? Be on welfare the whole winter. It's time to reimagine. But we have 1,800 miles of coastline in New Jersey. Redevelop, reinvest. There is nothing more important in this entire world than the New Jersey flounder. Make sure you tell your friends about FishJerseyShore.com. Sign up for our email newsletter, keeping you up to date on what's going on in the fishing world along the South Jersey Shore, especially how South Jersey party boats and businesses, anybody that deals with fishing and outdoor fun, Along the South Jersey Shore, we're under attack. We are under attack by inaccurate and inappropriate and unneeded regulation. Please join our newsletter. Share this podcast. Join the coalition, fishjerseyshore.com. We need your support to protect recreational fishing here in Atlantic City, Ventnor, Margate, all along the South Jersey Shore. I mean, what we're doing, we're scaring away fishermen, especially the new kids coming up. Scaring away fishermen and families to southern states like Delaware, where they have more appropriate rules, measured rules. Jeanette's Pier and Outer Banks, people are going there. They're not thinking of South Jersey for a fishing holiday. huh? Down there, they have more measured, more appropriate, more accurate accounting of the fishing stocks. So they make the rules the right way, and it, it's a win-win for everybody. We're scaring away, we're scaring away people to the southern, southern states, And some of our fishermen who used to come here all the time are going inland for freshwater fishing. Well, the great Shep on Fishing radio show was on on Saturday morning on WOND radio. Another great news. Well, it's a mixture of good news, bad news kind of a show. The good news, a lot of fish out there. Springtime fishing starting to heat up. Tog season is underway. Sea bass coming along. Striper almost there. No blues yet, but you'll see. The bad news, though, is regulations about flounder is hanging heavy over our heads. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to learn more about about that stuff. And there is still way too much focus, too much focus on real estate and casinos down here. It, uh, It makes fishing and boating and outdoor fun along the South Jersey Shore somewhat of a lower tier priority, especially around Atlantic City and Absecon Island where a recent report, which actually came out about 18 months ago, uh, the Angelou report that Atlantic County uh, spent the money on, this report, the Angelou report, said, you guys got to take advantage of your waterfront assets, you big dummies. I mean, you got to diversify your economy and not just rely purely on casino gaming and multi-million dollar waterfront homes. And uh, as usual on the Shep on Fishing radio show, Robin Scott of Margate, she shares she shares her thoughts on what's going on with flounder regulations. And some great guests came on, like Captain Bob Rush. He runs the family-owned and operated boats out of Sea Isle City. The Starfish, that big 70-footer, big catamaran, 128 passengers. He also has a brand-new boat, the Susan Hudson, a 55-footer, handling 40 people for offshore fishing. Shep also had Captain Eddie Yates out of Barnegat Light on the show. Uh, Captain Eddie is in charge of the Hunter that's out of Barnegat Light. And uh, you can reach out to Eddie, Captain Eddie, 
at hunterlbi.com, or you can you can talk to uh, Mr. Bob Rush at the Starfish Fleet at starfishboats.com. This is AC Primetime Radio. The people that you should depend on for your livelihood, those that run the research boat, the Bigelow. If your livelihood is fishing and boating, you should be very concerned about those who control the boat Bigelow. Also, Captain Bob Rush from Sea Isle, he says that over the past 30 years, party boats have just about disappeared. At one time, 26 party boats in Cape May County. Now it's down to nine. In Margate, back in the 50s, there was like 500 rental boats along Amherst Avenue in Margate. Now it's down to about 20. The Secretary of Commerce, Wilbur Ross, he's the man that's going to make or break the 2017 summer flounder fishing season. Sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it? Maybe somebody should ask, yo, Congressman Lobiando, Francesco Lobiando. He's from Ventnor. He was deeply involved with dredging and sand dunes. He's the man. He's got some juice in Washington, right? Uh, Frank? Hello, Frank? Excuse me, uh, Frank. Uh, I'd like to borrow a cup of sugar and also ask you, can you talk to Wilbur? All right, here we go. Here's some audio clips from the great Shep on Fishing radio show that unfortunately very few people get to hear every week because it's on at an ungodly hour on Saturday mornings. And that's why we are so proud here at FishJerseyShore.com and ACPrimetime.com and Down Beach Buzz and Brigantine Now to bring you, well, some clips from Shep on Fishing, helping out a little bit as we share this vital information. Until Secretary Ross actually signs the piece of paper. Yes. Okay. He can stall it and he, he can have it sit on his desk for six months. If he has it sitting on, on, on his desk for six months, there is a possibility they might not find us out of compliance or they might not push the option until he signs off on it, which could be next. They have to prove us out of compliance. They have to prove us out of compliance. And that will be a detriment. Correct. And, we, and they have to prove that... Us fishing on 16 stocks, at, at 16 measures rather, I'm sorry, during 17 is going to be bad for flanner fishing mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. So they have to prove that So there's that well. question that we have. Correct. And with everything that's going on, you know, with the Trump administration coming in, um, you know, one of the things that I like to batter for every one law that you put on the books, you got to take two laws off. So... Mid-Atlantic slash. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully when he does the budget, we see Noah and National Marine Fishery Service get the big chopping block, hopefully. Yep. Got my fingers crossed. But we mm-hmm. we shall find out and see. So and uh, go from there. So anything's possible. We, we just don't know. We are in a situation that we've never been in before. We've never been down this road before. Um, so, um, there's a lot of moving parts to it. There's a lot of parts that are, are moving from, you know, DEP for New Jersey, moving from Marine, Marine Fisheries Council, the Bureau, industry, recreational people, all kinds of people are involved in this. And there's just so many moving parts. It's hard to say exactly where this is going to go. You know, what's so encouraging to me as a stakeholder, Mike? What's up? Bob is geared for the fight. The rest of us are all like beaten down. His eyebrows are arched. He's got he's ready for battle. And it encourages me that there's somebody that recognizes this is the first time, at least in the history, that I've been able to track that we've done something like this because obviously we didn't even know it was going on for years and years and years. 
Another question yeah, for you. This new stock there. assessment worries me to pieces because where the heck are they going to pull a new stock assessment out of the hat? And why is it going to be any different from the bad information we've been or they've been gleaning all the way up to this point? They What's going to happen totally different? Yeah, that's, they've got to change. They have to doing. use a different uh, yeah. type of uh, dredge on the bottom. The people that they're getting their information from, which is the vessel Bigelow, Bigelow. is not the people that you want <laughs> making your livelihood or my livelihood or the recreational fishermen's livelihoods, uh, you know, as, as, as just coming out and doing sport. I mean, coming out on the weekend, everybody's livelihoods are in jeopardy with one one dragger mm-hmm. and it's not the it's not the proper one to use we have had before our commercial fishermen alongside of them and they doubled their catch tripled their catch and they they weren't even on the bottom correctly you know on that with the government research vessel that they were using yeah their net was upside down and exactly like and you know what mike it goes back to I'm just know, kidding about that. I don't our, know no, there, there, it <laughs> wasn't on the bottom correctly. Yeah, no, it wasn't. No, it there. wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. The, 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 the pro, it wasn't on the proper angle. Yeah, I know. It was bouncing and off the exactly, rock bottoms. Exactly. Exactly correct. And 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 this is what people's livelihoods are depending on. It's this amazing. type of data. Yeah. It's a and, joke. And and where I come back in with the Atlantic states and Mid Atlantic to up channel this to National Marine Fisheries Service and their unwillingness to do this to every time National Marine Fisheries Service. Barks, these people just lie down and do what they say instead of doing what's right. And and, and that's what that's my service. problem mm-hmm. as not only United Boatman and New Jersey's president and representing the for hire sector, but personally for my own business. You know, I have a lot of heartburn with, with them not up channeling this to them. That they just keep getting be- beaten down by National Marine Fisheries Service. Well, you just gave me a new word, up channel. Love that. <laughs> Going to be here at Quoted. And I have pillage and draconian. I picked those three up during this thing. But, um, you know, what you say is so accurate. We had a back bay troll, also very similar. John Hearn, you remember that? That's 20 years ago. Yeah. 15 to 20 John years well. ago. And the government vessel found no flounder in the back bay. Now, the back bay behind me is tiled with flounder, 16 inches. <laughs> Went along, got nothing. John Hearn went through and bailed Flounder. You know, so we're relying on that. And um, it is absolutely frightening They're, to me. What is their method? Um, okay. It's, they have some kind of mathematical system that they have a sample and then they multiply it by something or other. Is it, what, 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 what's that It's about? like going down to Brigada, rolling a dice on the craps table. Yeah. yeah. Take the dice, you roll it, we get, okay, we did so one toe, so one toe we found five fish, so let's extrapolate that how many millions of times and say, that, okay, there's how many, how many millions of fish out there. So, Statistics is basically all all, all it is, and, and is it, as I said, it's just like going down to Brigada and rolling the dice and taking your chances. They keep using this. They keep using this term. This is the best best science. Best science. the boatmen and all the, all the people they give them stats every day, every week, right? Mm. And then and then they and um, what else do they do? Um, uh, so they but well, they don't we use oh, the American Little Society. We have Bill Mendenhall, and, and it's part of their. It's part of NOAA. I mean, they, they can't call NOAA and say, give us your literal society statistics. I mean, what? I don't get it. I have Bill Mendenhall, John Shivo, James Tejada. I have customers that are in and out of my place all summer long. Bill Mendenhall is a retired math teacher. He has logged every single flounder and the size and the day and really? the tide so, and the weather. So why wouldn't they use that? From the 1940s at my place, before we even owned it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know... 
there you go. I can tell you what's going on behind Margate. And, you know, we're threatened with the idea that it's regionalization. Well, you have that same data at places like um, Larson's and what was Frank Jankowski's and all those different places. All And there aren't yeah, many of us left, yeah. but all of your small boat rental liveries and people that have left. slips, we know what's going on. Yeah. Tap us. You know, speaking of history, you know, it's a shame that, 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 that you know, I've been in the industry and a stakeholder for over 30 years. And over the past 30 years, it's just amazing how things have just disappeared, Mike. Things have just... Like what? Prime example, party boats. There used to be 26 party boats at one point in time in Cape May County. Amazing. 26. Remember they used to have the... And now we're down to nine. There were five... Five hundred rental boats along Amherst Avenue in the early fifties when we came. Holy mackerel! Five hundred. Then we're down to about twenty. It was a fishing destination, and uh, Mr. Gertzen made it so because he was a a sport fisherman back in the late eighteen hundreds when he bought Lucy the Elephant. So he built the Fisherman's Hotel, and he had a hundred fishing vessels that established Margate. Yeah. Then they sold off the street ends. We don't even have public access. Yeah. Okay, good. Can we take a break right now, Maggie? Or are we okay? We'll come back. We'll come back with that thought. Okay, okay, Bob. Uh, we'll t- this is a sh- this is Jeff talking fishing on air here on News Talk fourteen hundred WOD. Bait Chef with a question, and he'll tackle the answer. Call 609-927-1100. Hi, Chef talking fishing on air back here on News Talk fourteen hundred WOD. I've been in the business since I was a kid. 13 years old from going down a dock and working on, on the boats, cleaning decks, working way up. And unfortunately, I, I got suckered in, and I don't know if it was good or bad. I bought a party boat many years ago. <laughs> still still in, in, in the business. We have, well, <laughs> we have two boats. I had a third boat that is now not a fishing boat anymore. It is now a digital sign boat that runs up and down the beachfront because you can't just make it in, in, in the fishing industry anymore. Everybody's got to be creative. Everybody's got to do something different, whether it be from you know party cruises, the dolphin watching, the whale watching, to to doing you know anything and anything that's possible with, with, with boats now on the water. What a that, flash of that, brilliance. Anytime that advertising boat goes past the end of the vendor pier, I try to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> At one point in time, you know, there was there was twenty six party boats in Cape May County. Twenty six. We're, we're down to nine. It is amazing over wow. the years, and then all all the boat rentals that went along long, you know, in Seattle owner with them was what. Two boat rentals, the outboard nine. Party boats. Two of the party boats are, are, are mine, yes. Two are yours. Yes. So yes. seven others. Correct. Correct. Jim, Correct. Jim it's, Chiquitti, is he, is, does he have one or does he have two? Uh, he's it got down there. He's got, uh, two, he he has various stuff down there as well. He's got he's got uh, dinner cruises and, yeah. and pirate ships and, you know, whale watching like and fishing trips. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's, you can't make it on fishing alone anymore. At, at one point in time, the boat did fishing during the daytime and the boat did Fishing evenings seven nights a week with blue fishing seven nights a week, and yeah. now we don't see the blue fish in the summertime with all the cycle changes and stuff and pattern cha- changes and everything. And uh, it's just I it's just how many party boats are left on Atlantic County. Uh, if there's nine in Cape May, which is a big you know the I know, that's big in Atlantic County. I know Eddie Collette's got a couple. And Margate, I guess, has got what now, Robin? One. Margate's got 
They went down to zero now? Um, Captain Andes was purchased for the 10th time by someone who kicked the teal out. Now, we had just worked an amazing relationship out with a party boat. I mean, you know, the first, yeah. yeah, first time in history that we've been able to have a marina. Yeah. yeah, because they wanted that slip for a private vessel. And the teal Dow doesn't have a home, probably will go to Ocean City, which financially will be much better for them. But they're great people. I mean, the people that we couldn't rent to or wouldn't because either they were looking to do a lot of drinking and things like that, which is fine. As long as you have a captain that's got you roped and tied on a vessel, we can send them to the teal. The, the anglers and the small families that wouldn't be just with their group, they would send to us. And it was really a wonderful. Then we had Stacy's Paddle Shack. And we do kayaks. There's nothing that you can do on the water. And I do charters for the bay, and I can hook people up with Adam Nawalski with the Karen Ann. I mean, we can get anybody anywhere. But in that tiny little bayfront, there was nothing that people wanted to do that was legal on the water that we couldn't provide. And they blew that out of the water at discussion. When you're saying party boat, we're talking about like 40, 40 passenger boat, not, not like this. Anything that carries over six. Over six people is a Over six people. Okay. Over, over wow. six people is an inspected vessel at that point mm-hmm. in time. So. Over six people, you know, is a Coast Guard, Guard inspector vessel that, that is certified to carry right. passengers and stuff. A true party boat, though, is a open boat, open boat that oh, runs wait. a certain schedule every day of the week. Right. Okay. That is a true, true, oh, true a, party a charter boat. slash open boat? Yeah, or- o- open boat slash charter boat, the other way around, because okay. a true head boat or true party boat did open boat schedule seven days a week. If you show up to the dock at 8 o'clock in the morning, the boat sailed at 8, 8 o'clock in the mm-hmm. morning, and some of them did the half-day trips. Some of them do, you know, the full-day trips and six-hour trips and so on and so forth. So so nine left in Cape May County. That's amazing. Nine left in Cape May County. Are you so counting the North time. Star? Because that's gone also. Uh, I'm not, I am not counting that one so now. So there's no. eight. Correct. Well, right. there's still nine. Okay. So. That one's gone, as I understand. Right. Boat rental docks, too. Mike. I know. But we're in one left in, have 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 one left on Upsecon Island disappeared. It's un- unbelievable. One one left at, out of all that was there at one point in time. Yeah, in Seattle alone, there was another. I don't know four 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 or five more boat boat rentals in yeah. Seattle alone where I'm at. And mm-hmm. I, I think we're down at two two now. I think or or uh, three tops. Well, as far as that business, people need to understand. They they asked me what happened to all the boat rentals. I said it's not a profitable business. Regulations. And they look at me and they go, "Well, I said, look, if this were an offsite plant." that I had to support, I said, the only reason I'm able to afford to be a steward of this wonderful gift that I was given by my parents um, is because I live here. It is a stewardship. I do it because I love it. I have my my bay that I wake up to every single morning. And guess what? I have this wonderful opportunity to send kids out there so they can discover the same thing that I did as a, a child. To lose a lot of our uh, youth I think so. coming into the fisheries, uh, and some of it's due to regulations, in, in my opinion, and when you take a child out and you show them that there's, you know, there's something else to do other than sit at home and play on a cell phone or video games, and they catch a fish, and they are so excited. Yeah. And next thing you know, you have to tell them, well, can we keep it, Mommy? No, nope, sorry, Captain Eddie threw it overboard, you know, and then you get the boo-boo face and the tears yeah. and what have you. And on our side of this, though, I mean, we're trying to explain to them that they're young fish, even though they're not. And because we've gotten to a point now where this, the minimum size limits on all fisheries that we're fishing yeah. for is out of control and, and, and way. It's amazing. It is it's amazing. amazing. And, and we're actually doing more harm, in my opinion, than, than good with the mortality rates on some of these uh, specific species. But uh, there's, there's very little interest now with fishing, which has come trickled down again to the party boats, the bait and tackle stores and the boat runners. Yeah. 
I mean, the trickle down effect, economy, you know, for the economy has just been horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, and not just in this state, all you know, all over. It's you know, we've taken, I think, a little more hits than than northern areas. And I say northern New York, Massachusetts. A lot of our folks are going up there with a little bit of shift in fisheries up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, overall, I mean, uh, you, you know, the, the the interest in the young people isn't there anymore. They're more going out to trap fishing, freshwater fishing, because when you catch that fish, guess what? You can take them home and, mm-hmm. and eat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, and we've gotten away from that, and we've lost some of our fishermen to the freshwater industry. And I know we've lost a lot of fishermen to our southern states due to the split in the region. Absolutely. Well, you've heard me no doubt this. about it. I mean, we have a whopping 23-day black sea bass season this year for the for hire sector. I mean, and, and that's with a fishery that's rebuilt 243%. Amazing. It's just absolutely incredible how how we've lost our, our fishing ability in this state. I got a fast story for yeah. Mike real, real fast. I got a family that goes on a party boat every, every year, what, it's every July, right? Fishing in, in the summertime is always up and down a little bit in <clears throat> inshore, you know, depend, depending on where you're fishing at for flanner and stuff. So got this guy that he has this family that goes with us every year, every July. Hey, how come you keep going on, 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 on this boat all the time? You don't ever catch anything. He says, you know what? He says, you're right. He says, I don't catch anything when we do go, but we have a good time. We keep coming back. That's the name of the game. It's a family outing for them. They have a great time. They have the kids out. They don't let them have cell phones on board the boat at that that point in time, that one family. They're focused on family entertainment, family fishing, and actually spending family quality time, which you don't see a lot of anymore. We are conniving sons of a guns because Uh, I actually take the kids... $800 $800 iPhones and store them in the store for them. Oh, put so them they in plastic bags. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> that destroys the salt water. Mom and dad will be really mad at them. So you've got a family that hasn't looked at each other in the eyes. We laugh because you go out to dinner and you think people are being particularly reverent before before dinner. They're bowing their heads. You know, go, oh, look at them. They're saying grace. Now they're all looking at their cell phones. They haven't looked at each other in the eyeballs in years. And all of a sudden they're stuck in about a 16 square foot boat with a 15 horsepower engine and they actually you we can hear them laughing all the way across the bay 99.3 percent of fish 18 inches and above are females our mortality rate has went up because you're targeting bigger fish so you if if it could be true but i don't think it is they're not looking in the right places and going back to what i said about the offshore dragging that's being done for you know the, the model that they're presenting is is not the correct model. The model that was presented down in Baltimore by Craig Hewitt and uh, uh, Dr. Yeah, Sullivan was really, yeah. really an outstanding model. Yeah. And once again, they just sat there and looked at it and shoved it off and didn't do anything with it as of yet. And that was an outstanding model. Yeah, and there was a lot of work. But uh, there's a lot of talk about that. that. So oh, at least, absolutely. At least, at least they did that. They get they got they put it on the uh, people's minds they, they, that it was something that they should take into absolutely, Mike. I mean, at some it, point that it was absolutely they were amazed by that model that they yeah. presented to them, and yeah. they they didn't have no idea that this recruitment of fish was this good. So that that, that, that is out there for them now. Now let's see what ASMFC and Mid Atlantic are going to do with it. Okay. Well, we need to. How do we how do we make them do something? I mean, should, do, do we um, keep bugging? Say. Going back how to do what, we, how do we get to these? I'll tell you what I've done. I have found out phone numbers of people who are um, 
kind of in management positions at some of these organizations, like like at NOAA. That, and, that I and, believe, uh, would be a big help if we start bombarding not just our political uh, folks, but our that's people what I'm that, thinking. The next, the next step up with these, with these national people, National Marine Fisheries, you just bombard them I with think, phone calls. I think that's that's key. And too. sooner or later, they're going to get tired of hearing about it. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe look at educate. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't know everything. We've tried to educate them. They're they're educated. Believe me. Oh really? <laughs> May yeah. I make a comment here? Just a second. What you're saying here, Ed, um, in Alexandria at the beginning of February. I was so astounded that I could sit there and watch what was going on after Dr. Sullivan presented in Baltimore. So there were three very high-level people, in fact, the head of the National Marine Fisheries Service, and I was being naive at the time. John Bowen, right. Yeah, and I went to uh, one of them. I said, you know, I feel really badly for the position that you are all in. You obviously have really high-level positions. You're highly educated. And you are charged, and my understanding is they are the enforcement agency for NOAA for all of these regs. I said, you are charged with enforcing fish sizes that you know the over-18s are prime breeding stock from 18 to 22 inches. Anything under that, 16 inches, males, you know, are going to be thrown back dead. Anyhow, it's going to annihilate the fishery. And, um, you know, you have to enforce regulations that are going to annihilate the fishery. And one of them, who shall remain nameless, looked at me and said, eh, we don't really care about the spawning stock. I was in mourning for months. I mean, I'm still in mourning I about that I saw you down one. there. I, 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 don't I, let me do that again. Yeah. I'm so naive, it's pathetic, you know? <laughs> it, it's, no, it's, it's, it was awful. it's just astonishing how, you know, what you can learn when you go to these. And pub- yeah. it is open to the public. These hearings in different places, and they are far away, and, and it is inconvenient. And they're not friendly to you, so don't be daunted. They do not like to see you show up because they know you're going to speak. Absolutely. They, they well. don't like to see the public show up them, unlike our ones here in the state, which we have in Galloway Township, which we yes. read our folks and, and, and fishermen with open arms. We That's want you to Bob talk. Right here. You know, Bob at the Rush. state council. But when you get into the ASMFC in Mid-Atlantic or their joint meetings, they don't want to see a ton of the people in there, believe me. Nope. They really don't, especially on the on the for hire side and the recreational side. And there's some commercial people too. And going back to fluke, the commercial people are taking a hit on this also. So it's not just the recreational fishermen. So you can't say, well, the commercial got it's not the commercial guys. No, no, people, some me. people think it is. Yeah, I know, and, and 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 we have to get out of that mentality well, because it is not. CBS is going to be status quo 2017 as it was in 2016, which is a little bit of bit of different caveats instead of a 13 inch fish in the fall it's going to be it's going to go back down to a 12 and a half inch fish so the season is pretty much going to mirror what it was last year uh in the beginning of the season there's a little bit of a difference it's it's going to open up uh may 26th for the first segment of it uh 10 fish 12 and a half half inch size limit uh, from May 26th to June 18th, which is Father's Day weekend. And then it goes down to a two fish bag limit July and August. Closes again August 31st. And of course, it stays closed during the prime sea bass fishing time. September and October, and does not reopen again until October 22nd. Sea bass are important to you, right? Sea bass are important to a lot of boats still that, that do you do, do, that? Uh, yeah. that do, do bottom fishing, yes. Absolutely, yeah. All right. Well, that's a shame. Robin? Um, I was going to say sea bass are important to everybody. We get keepers in the bay now. Go figure that. A kid hauls in a you know 12 and a half inch sea bass, that's a lot of nice eating. Also, maybe it makes flounder less significant because you can't get to the flounder 
through the amazing numbers of sea bass that we have, which are kind of ridiculous that these regs are being put into place. Well, I'll show you something real fast here. I know the time's a little bit limited. Sea, sea bass, by the federal government's own classification, they said there's 240% more sea bass by their own stock assessment, but we still got to take a 40% reduction. Sun, fun, news and info from Atlantic City. This is AC Primetime Radio with Mel Taylor. Find us online at acprimetime.com.